any any different for the month of October. Our topic is the power of productivity. And men of God, we have just been having so many outstanding speakers thus far. And we have a gentleman that's going to be pouring into us this morning, one of our own team leads. And uh, he's going to be uh, speaking. I'm, I'm sure, men of God, you've heard him on so many different occasions. But I'm going to just say he is outstanding, outstanding. I've heard him been hearing him speak now for over the last seven years. And I always get definitely get something out of his message. And so you're going to hear a little bit more coming up about him coming up here shortly. Uh, meanwhile, I just ask that you would just go ahead and share it on Facebook because we are Facebook Live or however you do it with your social media. We just ask that you just go ahead and reach out and to other men so we can just get this, uh, uh, continue to just grow uh, this ministry here at the National Men's Prayer Call. Uh, with that being said, men of God, uh, I'm going to go ahead and open this up in prayer. And then we're going to hear more about what's taking place here with the National Men's Prayer Call. And that way we can also get this gym out of the bullpen because he's already ready uh, to go. He went ahead and put his Brianna suit on this morning. So I knew something was up, but I just didn't know what it was. But I just thank God for him. Also, men of God, I would just like to ask for you to, today is early voting. Get out and vote. I'm planning on going to vote after we get off this here National Men's Prayer Call. And uh, so just please uh, take that privilege. It's an honor to be able to do that. And so I'll just ask that you know that uh, that is uh, starting today. So with that being said, let's go ahead and open us up here in prayer. Then we're going to go ahead and continue to move forward here. I'm going to go ahead and share it because it just now popped up. So I just want to just be obedient here and do that. All right, there we go. The God of Abraham the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Lord, we come to you this morning, Lord, to say thank you. This day, October the 13th, 2020, this day was not promised, but God, you made it possible for us, Lord, and say thank you for that. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord. Uh, we thank you because the Bible says that your blessings are new every morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Lord. Oh, God, thank you for the newness of your mercy. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you for each and every man that's represented on the call this morning, Lord. They're on this call for one purpose, and that's just to hear a word from you. And Lord, we thank you right now in advance, Lord, that you brought a man of the hour to be here this morning, Lord, to share. Oh, my God, share your word with us this morning. And I just thank you right now, Lord, that we're going to be able to receive this morning. And Father, I thank you right now for blessing him, Lord. I just thank you in advance, Lord. Bless not only, not only bless him, but his family, Lord, and bless his business, Lord. I thank you right now. Anything he put his hands to will prosper. <laughs> oh, God, we thank you for him. And Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, to those that right now that are believing right now. Father, for a breakthrough, Lord, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus, Father, for a miracle, Lord. We know that there's some that's without, Lord, and Father, still, Father, just still having so many anxiety, so much depression, but the devil is online, and Jesus is the Messiah. Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, Father, for just heal the land. Oh, God, I thank you right now for healing in the land, Lord. Father, what you said in your word, for us to be obedient and seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto us, Lord. I thank you right now for that, Lord. Oh, God, thank you, because your word says that it'll never 
return void, but it would accomplish that when it was sent out to do. And we thank you right now for it, Lord. Oh, God, thank you right now for just filling our spirit, man, right now. Oh, God, thank you, Lord, that there's no lack, there's no want, Lord. Oh, God, thank you that we put our trust and faith in you and not in man. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man is ordered of the Lord. And Lord, thank you for ordering our steps, Lord. Oh, thank you for guiding us, directing us, Lord. Father, you said also in your word that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may find help in time of need. Lord, this is the time we need your help. Lord, we need your help on so many different occasions. And Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, that we know, Father, that you said in your word, Lord, that you were protecting God us. And Lord, we thank you right now for that, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, for those that are believing right now for a financial breakthrough, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, you would just bless them, Lord, whatever it may be, if it's an increase in their pay or even as a job opportunity, Lord, thank you for that. Oh, God, thank you for that. Oh, probably I just pray right now, Father, Father, we know that you're good. We know that you're sovereign. And Lord, we thank you right now for the opportunity, Lord. Oh, God, thank you. And Father, I just thank you right now for the opportunity, Lord, for each and every man, Lord, that on the, for their household, Lord. Pray, we pray right now, Lord, that you continue to just bless us, Lord. And Father, increase. Oh, God, thank you for the increase. And Lord, we also thank you for healing right now from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. How we bind any attack that the enemy may try to come against us. The Bible says that there's no weapon formed against us will prosper. <laughs> oh, God, we thank you for that. And Father, we thank you right now also for our helpmate. Lord, we pray because your word says that, that a house cannot stand if it's divided and two cannot be together except they agree on the word. It's the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. So we thank you for our helping. And Lord, we also thank you right now for our offspring, Lord. We just lift them up before you. For those that are going back to school, Lord, that in school, the virtual hedge of protection that's around them cover them right now with the blood of Jesus and Father I just pray right now for all the administrative people around the world such a difficult time Lord and Father they're, 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 they're not sure Lord but God protect them be with them right now Lord and we thank you for that and Father I just pray right now for those that are in need of prayer prayer request Lord I just ask continue to lift up Avery Middleton, Lord, just pray for her, healing in her body. Oh, God, I thank you for that. And Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, for healing, Lord, right now in my niece's body, Lord, tomorrow. Lord, I thank you right now for her, Lord. Pray, God, I bind an attack that they may try to come against us. The devil is a lie. And Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, for my grandson, Lord, for 11 years old today. Oh, thank you, Lord, for blessing him, Lord. Ah, oh, God, we thank you for him. And Father, I just thank you, Father, for once again, Lord, for what you've already done. <laughs> oh, God, we're just grateful for it. And we thank you for it right now. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Amen. Well, amen and amen. Listen, um, I am going to not be before you very long today, but I'm going to be before you as strong as God allows. Uh, I'm John Mack. Uh, most of you know me. If you don't, um, I'm uh, one of the administrators for the National Men's Prayer Call. 
And we're so excited that this ministry is able to penetrate the hearts and minds of men every Tuesday and Thursday morning with, with the power of prayer and spiritually enhanced personal development. It is our focus that, that we, we present a platform where men are able to receive personal development so that they can grow and become better in their, in their, uh, their homes, their cities, their communities, their churches, in the lives of their children, in their careers, everything that everywhere they impact and that their feet should trod, that they would, be, they would have more impact more influence, more empowerment so that they can do more for the kingdom of God in that space that God has allowed them to go through. And we've been going at this for the last, this is our seventh, uh, beginning of our seventh year. And as we've reflected back on what the National Men's Prayer Call is all about, we are excited and delighted to be able to continue to come to you and share the power of prayer and spiritually enhanced personal development. This morning, I want to talk to you about um, one of the, my favorite characters out of the Bible, and that's Joseph. Now, Joseph, uh, when, when this when it starts off in the uh, 37th chapter of Genesis, and that story runs from the 37th to the 50th chapter of Genesis, and it chronicles the life of this young man from a 17-year-old, arrogant, spoiled, rich kid to a statesman that actually saved the world. So we start with this rich kid and he is, he's 17 years old. You know, Prince came out with a song, a sign of the time. He said, there's 17 year old boys and their idea of fun is being in a game called the disciples, high on crack and toting the machine gun. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about back then when Joseph was a young man. And he was strutting around and just enjoying all the privilege and entitlement that being a wealthy man's son afforded him. And as a result of him, of his, of him pleasing his father so much, because he was the, the son of the woman that Jacob loved. And Jacob gave him a coat that had many colors on it, uh, primarily that purple and red, which signified wealth which signified power. And if you unpack the story, you know that, that Reuben was the firstborn, but that he, he squandered his birthright. And then all the, the four of the other brothers thought that they should be uh, the, the, the next in line for the birthright, for, for being the, the, the eldest son in this lineage. Uh, several of them uh, were born of, um, of other women other than, than Leah. So they felt that they were the firstborn from that union. Gad and, and all of them thought that they should be the one that received the birthright. Consequently, they hated Joseph because Joseph was the, was the one that his father doted on and loved and, and apparently had decided to give that birthright to. Now this morning, we're talking about productivity. We're talking about consistency. And Joseph in our story is the prime example of productivity and consistency throughout many different phases of his life. Primarily, he was um, first off starting off in his parents' home as that spoiled, uh, arrogant young man. And the, the reward of his productivity for being a great kid, for being um, a loving son, was that the dad gave him that coat signifying uh, not only wealth and power, but signifying that he was giving him the birthright 
and the, and the and the, uh, the inheritance, the double portion of the inheritance. That was an example of productivity. And if you look at the uh, at Webster, uh, what the, uh, the dictionary describes productivity as that state or quality of being productive, especially in crops. But it goes on to talk about in business and in any area of life where you are able to produce more, you are able to generate and bring forth more uh, as a result of seed time and harvest and planting and all of that. So in his parents' house, he received that birthright. He operated in productivity. Now, watch and follow with me as we go along the way of Joseph's journey. Um, and it, when you really think about it, Joseph's journey could be parallel to many of our own journeys, uh, ups and downs, ebbs and falls, uh, triumphs and failures that go through. But ultimately, Joseph triumphs. Because he had caused the ire and the, and the, and the fire of his brothers to rain down on him, he found himself in a difficult situation as he was preening about uh, sharing his dream of, of uh, prominence and dominance and that the family, the entire family, his brothers and parents included, would bow down to him. He started off with dreams. This arrogant 17-year-old kid had these dreams of grandeur, these green dreams of, of being uh, important and powerful and productive. As he found himself continuing to go through this, uh, these uh, having these dreams, and he thought it expedient <laughs> to share these dreams with his family. And the brothers were even more incensed. They were even more irate. And they decided at that point that they wanted to kill this arrogant upstart. There's many of us that find ourselves with our dreams intact and we go out and blab them to the entire world. This is what we're gonna do. Everybody ain't happy just because you are happy. Everybody isn't excited that you're getting ready to, to accomplish the dreams and goals of a lifetime. So you have to sometimes make the decision to not tell everybody, only those that will celebrate you, not those that are going to, going to look back and hate you because you are doing all that they want to do. Not that they can't, but that you are. So, so Joseph found himself sharing these dreams with his brothers and they conspired to kill him. And so they, they killed, they, they grabbed him and they were prepared to kill him. And one of the brothers said, hey, he intervened and said, why don't we just throw him in the pit and uh, just tell daddy something happened to him. So they threw him in the pit, thus saving his life. So now Joseph finds himself in a pit. Have you ever found yourself in a pit? wondering how you got in that hole, how you got into that difficult situation and why productivity now has ceased, is no longer evident. But let me share this with you brothers. Even when you get in a pit, you can operate in consistency and find productivity. In that pit, in that dark place, in that situation where it feels like you're stuck and there's no growth, there's no increase, there's no productivity, what you have to do is, is, is decide that you're going to learn, that you're going to grow, that you're going to come back, that you're going to bounce back from this situation. I, if I was going to put a title to this message, it would be proper prior planning for productivity during a pandemic. 
A pandemic is a is a situation that is so out of control, so so incredible that it defies normal reasoning. It's something that's a once in a lifetime experience. And that's what we as a nation and as a world are experiencing right now. We find ourselves in a pandemic, uh, in a problem of such magnitude that it has stopped the entire normal flow of things. And in that situation, in that pit, how do you get out? How do you use that pit to plan so that productivity can become the norm? When you're operating in God's plan, ultimately he sends that ram in the bush. He sends that situation and he allows negatives to become positives. He allows the situation that we feel is untenable, that we feel is impossible to overcome. He allows that to be the very thing that lifts us up and positions us for the promise. So Joseph found himself in that pit and they decided to sell him. So the, the next aspect of his productivity, even in the pit, is that his value, his worth was determined even then, that they, they, they paid 20 shekels of silver for him to get him out of the pit. So his value was already there. Then they took him to uh, that proud place, Potiphar's palace, Pot Potiphar's place. And when he was in Potiphar's house, he was able to use everything that he had learned in his parents' house. He was able to learn all the, the things that he had learned in the pit and he says, okay, now that I've been able to focus by my, 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 my mind and I've been able to, to change my mindset and I've been able to, to, to now move forth into a positive, powerful place where I can use these gifts that God has given me, these tags, talents, abilities, gifts, and skill sets. He was able to employ them in Potiphar's house, so much so that he was elevated to being number two in the house, second only to Potiphar. Nothing was denied him except Potiphar's wife, but she became the fly in the ointment. She became the reason for his demise once again, because she wanted him. He now had grown into a, a, a strong, handsome young man, and he was powerful. He was knowledgeable. He was skillful. He had everything going for him that everyone else would want, but he had it in one package. And that, again, caused people to be jealous and, and, and frustrated and, and angry at him. And not, but many of us find ourselves in similar situations where we're only trying to do our best. We're only trying to use the gifts and talents that God has given us to be productive. And we're doing it consistently. And that consistency is what causes people to look at us and, and, uh, and hate, look at us and, and, uh, and want to, to, to cause us to stumble and fall because they aren't pushing themselves at that same level of, uh, of excellence. Well, Joseph found himself in that difficult position where his his employer's wife was trying to get with him. And as he, re, as he uh, denied that, as he, as he uh, uh, rebuffed her, her movements, he found himself once again in a dark place where she cried rape and he was put into prison. So he went from his parents' house, which was joyful, to, to, uh, to, the, uh, to the pit, which was, which was horrible, to the proud place, which was great, until he was put into the prison, which again was horrible. So in the prison, once again, productivity finds itself because he was ultimately productive in Potiphar's house, so much so that he was elevated to the top level and, and the increase of that house was great. But now in prison, 
He once again finds himself in a position where he can he can find productivity, that he can he can define productivity, because now all of the prisoners, the entire prison itself was under his command, second only to the warden. And he walked around and he commanded and controlled that. And productivity came from that process, from being in a dark place once again, from being in a, in a horrible place. He was able to elevate himself to find increase in productivity because of the consistency of living his life according to the standards of, of decency, morality that God has established as a godly man. And we find ourselves, brothers, this morning in pits, in prisons, in Potiphar's place. That job, you're going into the job and you say sometimes you hate the job. Sometimes you don't like it. Sometimes you, you're, 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 you're getting vexed on every end from people disliking you, people trying to destroy you, people putting you in positions to delay, to deny your growth and your productivity. And you find yourself in Potiphar's place and you say, I want my own. I want, to, I want to be more productive and have that productivity result in, 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 in growth for me and my family. But sadly, you find yourself in a prison. You find yourself stuck. You find yourself in a, a point where you may have lost your job or you may have uh, not gotten the promotion that you were looking for. Whatever you find yourself in, you find that you are you're distraught and you, 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 you have great distress. During this pandemic, many of us feel that we have been imprisoned, that we've been incarcerated, that we're not allowed to grow. We're not allowed to go anywhere. We're not allowed to do anything. So how do you plan during a pandemic? How do you plan doing a problem that is of this magnitude? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because in the prison, Joseph continued to work. He continued to, to, uh, to bring productivity to the, uh, to, uh, to the front. And in that productivity, he found himself interpreting dreams back to that whole thing that had put him into this problem in the first place, that he could understand dreams and that he could dream. Langston Hughes said, hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. So he held fast to those dreams and he began to interpret the dreams of others. And as he interpreted the butlers and the, and the, and the, uh, and the, the baker's dreams, they went back to the, uh, to the palace. One was killed and one was elevated to an even higher level and remembered Joseph, although it was years later, remembered Joseph and, and, and spoke of him to the king and he was brought out of the prison and, and, and put into a position of prominence and power. Think of that. That he now was in the, uh, from the prison where he was made the chief trustee, now he's in the palace where he's the viceroy. That means the second king. He was in charge of, every, the Pharaoh put him in charge of everything because he interpreted the dream. And the dream meant that just like the pandemic we're facing right now, that initially there's going to be years of, of plenty and years of prosperity. And then it was going to be long years of famine and leanness. And he prepared during those, those years of famine and, and lean. Well, he prepared during the years of, of growth and increase for the years of famine and leanness. So much so that every, the entire world had to come to Egypt in order to get grain. The entire world had to depend on the productivity that this young man, Joseph, had brought to the kingdom. And that, that barns and silos were filled and they were able to continue to, to eat and live and enjoy life during the famine. 
My grand, my great grandmother uh, owned cotton land in Florida, and uh, as she was, she would plant cotton every year. Now, when she was a hundred years old, she could pick more cotton than men half her age. She's about five foot tall, and Grand Sioux was incredible. But she would plant cotton, and as a she and productivity was a result of her wanting her planting this cotton. Well, after so many years of planting cotton, the cotton began to, to, to steal the nutrients from the soil and less and less of a crop was produced. Productivity diminished. And she was given advice from a wise man that said she needed to rotate her crops, which she did. And as ro when she rotated the cotton and peanut, I mean, peanuts and tobacco, the peanuts put more nutrients back into the soil and she was able to have abundance productivity, so much so that even the, the, uh, the thawway, the, 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 the plants themselves, the, the plant matter that was above ground was turned into hay to feed uh, the farm animal. She had a double payday. God is saying this to you today. And if you want productivity in your life, consistency is required. And if you look at the story of Joseph, everywhere he went from his parents' house to the pit, to that proud place at Potiphar's home, to the prison, the palace, and finally that perfect place where he was able to save the world. The, the, the underlying thing that was consistent throughout his life is that he loved the Lord and that he followed the dream. So you have to look at yourselves today, brothers. And as I come to a close, remember this. Your dream, even though it seems phantasmagoric, your dream, even though it seems larger than life, your dream is what keeps you moving forward toward the goal of something better, toward increase, toward that positive, powerful productivity. And we at the National Men's Prayer Call want to help you reach that level of productivity through prayer and spiritually enhanced personal development. So please join in with us every Tuesday and Thursday morning and check out and subscribe to our YouTube page. We are not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, we have some plans to take this to another level and we want you to come on board with us. So please like and share and comment on our, on our, our broadcast. And we have some uh, lineup the rest of this month that's gonna just take you to another level. Hey, thank you, God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Amen. Uh, we just first of all, I'd like to say thank you to Brother John Mack. As always, thank you, man. I always look forward to hearing you, man. And it's always such an honor to have you up to speak. Uh, your word was very powerful this morning. And actually, I just like three. I like to just close out with just sharing three little nuggets that I got from this message today and without going and belaboring and going back through your whole message. One of the things that you said that I think every man needs to walk away with is not to always share your dream. As we saw what happened when Joseph shared his dream. Sometimes when God downloads something to us, it's only for us and a certain select. Don't go out and share you every time God tells you something. It's not for you to tell the world. And we saw that happen also in the Bible with another couple. Another young man, Samson. We all know the story with Samson and Delilah. Samson had strength and his strength was in his hair, but he wasn't to share that. That was only for him to know. So guys, sometimes when God downloads something to you, 
is not to be shared. So remember that nugget that Johnny shared with us this morning. And also the second thing that I love that he shared was that in the pit, you can find productive, you can find productivity, you can be productive. But here's the catch. John reminded us of this. You have to decide when you're in the pit. All of us have got pits in our life. Many of us today are dealing with something that we've got to make a decision that can, that can take us one place in our life or another place. But we've got to decide. So, guys, if you find yourself in that pit this morning, I say this. Make, you're going to have to decide which way you're going to go. And that way is to follow Christ, because if he brought you to it, he will see you through it. We got to know that if he brought you to it, he will see you through it. And then the last thing is John closed out. He reminded us in order to do anything powerful for God, consistency is going to be required. So, guys, as we close out today, remember those three things. Don't always share your dream. You've got to decide when you find yourself in in the pit in life. You got to decide that you're going to be productive and consistency is always required. With that being said, guys, I'll close us out in prayer. Dear Father God, we thank you this morning for waking us up. Thank you for every man that jumped on this call this morning. And God, we pray for those that were not able to jump on the call for whatever reason. God, we pray that you cover their life. And I pray that as men, God, that we would be like Joseph, that we would trust you, Lord, wherever we find ourselves, Lord, that we just trust you and that we have the, the strength through the Holy Spirit to continue on uh, to complete the assignment that you have placed before us, Lord. I don't know who I'm speaking to, Lord. I may be speaking to myself, but Lord, we say thank you this morning. Thank you for Johnny Mack. Thank you for his ministry. Thank you for the National Men's Prayer Call. And as we leave here today, God, help us to be men that will be consistent. Help us to be men that will be productive. And help us, Lord, to uh, keep close to us the things that you have revealed to us that are only meant for us to know. God, we pray all of these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, guys, go out and have a good day and make another, make a, an impact in somebody else's life. We'll see you guys on Thursday.